Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire Reordenverse. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Damn Snack Bar. This is episode 31. Jesus. The Lost God Speaks from a Coffin. That's a better title, yeah. It is a better title. I mean, you're near Dimesh too, so... Yes, we are reading chapters 16 and 17 today of The Lightning Thief. How do you feel about them, Joe? They're hefty chapters. They are. Like, they're not long, but, like, their content is hefty. <laughs> we cover so much. Like, jeez, salute. Yeah, we do. Mm. We really do. So... Let's get into it. Yeah, let's. I really like these chapters because... Percy spends the whole time going, what the fuck? <laughs> really? I found Percy spends the whole time going, who am I attracted to? <laughs> yeah, literally. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, which one do I talk to? I literally have a tag here where it's like Percy being a boyfriend to all three of them. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Wait, all three as in? Nico. Oh, Nico. Nico. Okay. Nico, Rachel, and Adam. Because <laughs> they're in the tunnel just after they've run away. And he's yeah. like... First off, comforting Nico. Then he goes and comforts <laughs> Rachel. And then he goes, he has he has a domestic with Annabeth and then goes and comforts Annabeth. Yeah. I like, literally like, two seconds later. I was like, whiplash. I was scene. like, yeah, my God, I want to hit somebody. But, you know, it is, they're 14. Mm. That's right, she's 14. Mm. <laughs> so, alright, in chapter 16, I open a coffin. The gang have to land hurriedly before their bronze wings give out. And then they're back in the labyrinth, only to find an entrance to Luke's seat of power on Mount Tam. Percy witnesses the rebirth of a horrid villain. I wonder who the horrid villain is. Oh my <laughs> god, they totally haven't been alluding to it for the whole series so no far. Way. It's Ares. <laughs> Sorry, Joe just frowned because her Mac, her Mac, her Mac, her Mac fell over. <laughs> it took me forever to try and balance it. Now it's just like... <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. it just fell over. It's so rude. Oh well, it's gonna stay like that. Okay, so <laughs> we literally start off this chapter with literally, literally, yeah, with Percy plummeting to his death. Yeah, <laughs> but um, oh my god, it's gonna be deja vu later. <laughs> but like in this scene, when he's plummeting to his death, he says that like the height that he's falling from is like super daunting, and I just had like a flashback to Lightning Thief, and I'm like, what was the fall from the St. Louis Arch, not not <laughs> yeah. haunting. Wasn't he knocked out when he fell, though? Uh, Wasn't he blasted? Uh, question mark? Because <laughs> he, he blew up, so he had to blow up a kidna. Still. I can't he could. That. He was still, like, awake enough to register the fall because he was like, Dad, catch me! <laughs> so, like, that was still... <laughs> <a little. laughs> Garden of the Gods. Now, I looked at a few pictures of the Garden of the Gods online. It's a lot like our, you know, like our 12 apostles that we have here, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot like that. So it's just like big rock formations and that kind of thing. All What's in like rock? a beautiful, yeah. <laughs> and it's like really pretty scenery. That's pretty much all it is in, like in Colorado. Yeah. 
so yeah, they're flying through there, and I uh, I made a note that um when Percy notes that the wings are starting already, the soft adhesive is like starting to melt and whatever else, and it's like it's not starting to stick anymore, and they're gonna fall out of the sky if they're not careful. I was like, thousands of years, and yet. Daedalus still has not mastered. No, he still has the to create his wings. He like barely upgraded them no. from what it seems like. Because <laughs> he noted that there were more feathers, but like, yeah, it just means it's heavy. More feathers, tightly compact, and he's using adhesive strips instead of wax. But it was still like, all right, <laughs> like we've got airplanes that fly now. Wouldn't yeah. you like think that you'd be build like something dude, similar? Make a jetpack, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Um. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on? Maybe they were just for decoration. Maybe they were just, like, therapy that he was going through. <laughs> they were his therapeutical work that he did. Because he was like... Therapeutical. Therapeutic. Therapeutic. Whoa. <laughs> I need mean, to add another on there. I've been using that word a lot. <laughs> therapeutical? <laughs> Therapeutic. Oh my gosh. Oh, I feel very dumb. Great. Good That's one of those like zombie words. You could just keep adding shit on the end. And people still, still know what you're saying. saying. Yeah, they'll <laughs> be like, yeah. <laughs> they like understood it from See, the first because... two syllables of the word, and you're like therapeuticalness, Sishian. <laughs> <laughs> See, but well, nobody's ever corrected me. Really, they're all just sort of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With like, if I'm like therapeutical, they're like, yeah, therapeutical. Because <laughs> it works. <laughs> the frame works if you use it in a sentence. Like, oh, that was very ther- therapeutical. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was. So, yeah, they um kind of land, not on land, I guess. They land on land. <laughs> and immediately they're like, we need to find a way back into the labyrinth. Luke is probably already going after <laughs> the camp. So we need to find a way back right now. Like, right, right, right now. And, ooh, yeah, Grover basically, Annabeth and Grover are like, I mean, Grover, Annabeth and Nico go to look for food. Yeah. And Annabeth goes, what does Annabeth go to look for? She goes to make a call. A right, a call. To Chiron, that's She right. was like, I'm going to go buy a pyramid, yes. make a rainbow, and call Chiron. Yes. And Nico's like, I'm just hungry. Because <laughs> like, let's get some snacks in this joint. And Rachel's like, don't worry guys, I'll secure us a ride. And then she gets really, like, sus about how yeah. she's securing this ride. And Percy is like, I don't even know what's going on, but it worked. So like, I should question it, but like, I also shouldn't because it worked. <laughs> he's like, nah. And Rachel's like, don't ask questions. And he's like, I have so many new <laughs> Well, he's also like, I've seen weirder shit that doesn't seem yeah. bad. <laughs> weirder shit than her just like pulling a random limo driver out of somewhere and being like, you're taking us somewhere now, <laughs> not this guy who showed up in khaki shorts. And I'm like, that just sounds super unprofessional to me, <laughs> the way the guy was dressed for needing a private car service. I was like, hey, the rich do be doing what they want. Yeah, this is very true. <laughs> Haven't you seen those tweets where it's just like poor people and you see them in like designer clothes? Medium rich people. Like you see them in like more discreet things. It's like uber rich people. You see them walk around in like Kmart thongs. Yeah. Yeah, khaki shorts. They're all the nerds. Who <laughs> are like super smart and super saving. Of their money. <laughs> I was like, super saving. Um, yeah, they, like, they, they know how to handle money. So they all get back to the car, and basically Rachel just tells him to drive. Tells the driver, just drive. And she's like, yeah. And so she, basically her plan is to find the entrance to the labyrinth. She's just going to look out the window, and somehow from the window spot Daedalus' mark. 
from <laughs> no. And she's like, guys, help me look. And Percy's like, this seems like a stupid attempt. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's like when you go to the shopping center and you get the little kid to push the little cow <laughs> and does nothing. That's what Rachel is like, yeah, you can totally help me look at this. Here, you push this little one. Yeah. I'll do the real shopping. <laughs> real shopping. Uh. <laughs> so that's the vibe I got reading. I was like, aww. She's like, come on, little ducklings, follow me. That's like when you're playing a video game and it's just you versus the computer and you can see the computer side and then you give someone else the remote that's like, you know, supposed to be the computer and you tell them they're playing when it's actually not. So like, you've got your character A and the character B who can see on the screen that they're like, oh yeah, I'm controlling them, I'm winning. And you're like, sure you are. And you're yeah. like, mm-hmm, yes. Good job! <laughs> oh my god, you Look killed that you. guy! <laughs> that used to happen to me so many times. When we were playing on the PS2 and it would be some racing game and I'd be playing with Max and I would be looking at his side of the screen thinking it was me and I'd be like, oh yeah, fantastic. <laughs> the other side of the screen is like spinning <laughs> out because the directions of the wheel don't match the controls. In there. Oh god. <laughs> and so I'd just get like fixated and I'd be like, oh my god, I'm doing so well. And Max is like, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm there like, oh, right. <laughs> Now, I used to do that all the time. I used, I used to just stop playing because I'd be busy watching. But <laughs> other people just like, ah, oh, that's cool. They'd be like, are you even moving? Oh, right, yes. <laughs> Keep going. Oh. See, the car racing games are always my favourite because I can't get any of the others to work properly. Whereas the car racing games just can't go fast. Can't go fast. Forward. Go fast. <laughs> yeah. Forward. Forward turn. <laughs> yeah, the ones where it's like, jump, hit, catch. Spin. Yeah, I suck at those. I really it's like the double tap for a big jump, and I'm like, ah. But then again, I also suck at Mario Kart. Like, I liked, suck at it. I liked the um the the Indiana Jones Lego one we had. <laughs> that one was fun to play. It was also fun to watch. <laughs> I just liked watching whoever was playing jump into like a bond, <laughs> and all like the snakes would come out of nowhere, and suddenly Indiana Jones would have no pants on. <laughs> all the snakes would just be like biting his skeleton legs, and that would be like. <laughs> the Lego Jones for yeah. being dead. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" I just liked it when he would punch people. Money would spurt out of him, <laughs> so then he's like, "You lunch money." He would like run around collecting the coins. So that was really funny. And on top of that, he punched them. They'd like be shot like a few meters. <laughs> they'd fall flat on their back, and then they'd just like get up again. And he'd go and punch them again as they're getting up. God, they just have to keep on getting. There was something about it that was just hilarious. This is how you can tell Kate and Joe are pro gamers. Oh, we're so good at this. This was back in what? My extended video game playing is a PS2, guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine playing on any other game console? No, PS2 all the way. I, yeah, I. PS2 had Zingstar. Video games don't work for me. My extended video games is PS2 and the little dinosaur jumping game that you get on your Oh, there's no Wi Fi. There's no Wi Fi. <laughs> That's the extent. They discontinued that for a while, but now it's back up and running. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm never with that Wi-Fi now. Oh, wow. <laughs> special. Beijing. <laughs> yeah, but that's the extent of my, my video game career. <laughs> How we've moved on to better things. I remember Dan would play that, you know, the one with the little action figures. Skylanders. Skylanders yeah. That's what it was. Skylanders. See, I was the Infinity or whatever it is. I was like... Like interested in Skylanders when it first came out because it's got Spyro in it. Yeah, but then Spyro was like not 
the thing that people were using to like advertise it and then it like totally stepped away from Spyro and I was like I have no idea what this is anymore I do not like this I, I never just, played the game I just I was like upgrading the action figures it was good fun but then you couldn't like like the characters you'd upgrade their characters and then once they were fully upgraded it was like well now I'm bored there's nothing to do with them okay so while they're in the car Rachel ends up pointing at a like random in my head it was like an outhouse kind of structure <laughs> from the side of the road and is like stop right here and the driver's like uh what are you talking about we're not even in town yet and she's like doesn't matter this is fine like this is good what kind of responsible adult is gonna drop yeah, four no. te- like <laughs> tweens on the side of a highway like what the hell he didn't drop on the side of a highway he turned into the museum was it a museum yeah i just said i thought it was some like random outhouse no, no, it was a museum that they called that she saw the entrance to an old mine. Oh, mine shaft. That's why mine I was shaft. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was thinking outhouse. <laughs> because all what? outhouses Help, are mine shafts. You know? Scoop all the house. I have house. You got that stuck in your head from How I love a Yeah. For all of you non-Australian listeners, that was the Nutbush, a classic <laughs> Australian <laughs> dance. I got a Nutbush, little old town. I'm a Nutbush. You guys have your macarena, we have the nut bush. Well, we also do the macarena. <laughs> yeah, but the nut bush is better. You use your whole body. Oh, it's so much fun. You get puffed after two rounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. You stamina to get through the whole song. <laughs> Especially if you do the macarena and then the nut bush in a row, and it's like. And then the time warp. Yeah, God, if you do. If you go all out you. with all three of those, Jesus, you've got to sit down. Mm-hmm. You'll be winded. Yeah, and then grease lightning comes on, and you're like, oh. yeah. Anyway, so they go into the mine shaft. Yeah, and then once they go back down into the labyrinth, um, Annabeth and Rachel are somehow suddenly friends, like, friends again. And I can't tell if Seriously, it's Annabeth she's being bipolar. I can't tell if it's Annabeth being like really condescending, or if she's like finally started to like understand why Percy is. They were talking about architecture. Yeah, because well, like I just don't get it. Is she and like? I, and I wondered, did they start the conversation with Alvin being like, "I'm smarter than you," <laughs> probably? <laughs> and then turns out Rachel was like, "No, oh, this is cool too." And she was like, oh. "And then she just got hooked into a conversation because no one else talked to her about architecture." So yeah, Alvin like, just can't help it. She's like, "Oh my god, oh kindred spirit, kind of," but I still hate you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You trying to steal my man? It's about to come get your man. I think you gotta steal my DM." What? But yeah, so they're friends, and I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I couldn't tell if it was, like, Annabeth trying to be, like, condescending towards Rachel, as well, you said, like, being like, mm, be. I know about this, you obviously don't. And then Rachel's, like, snap back and like, I actually do know about this. Yeah, and then Rachel goes, oh, kind of gained a bit of respect for you. But then Percy and Nico get to actually have a conversation. And I love it. I love that they're actually talking to you a lot. Yeah, it's so nice. It's cute as Nico being baby. Because Nico's, you know, trying to apologise for his... For what happened. <laughs> Percy's like, be my friend. Please. Well, and then Nico says that, you know, it hasn't been easy only having the dead to talk to. And Percy's like, you could be accepted at camp. And Nico basically goes, no, I never could. <laughs> Percy's like, um, you're 12. People like, will accept you. It doesn't matter who your godly parent like, is. You didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, literally. You ran away. And we can assume that Nico had, like, some maybe sort of friend before he ran away. Yeah, he's always friends with Times curse. <laughs> <laughs> he was hanging out with the Apollo kids. He was having a great time. Yeah, with them. and so it's like, why wouldn't these kids like you? Like, yeah, finding out your parent isn't gonna exactly 
change their opinion of you. Well, it's because he's, he's gone. The because he's king. gone goth mode. He's like, that's it. I'm forming to my style because I'm the son of eighties. And it's like, Nico, you don't have to. It's cute, <laughs> but you don't have to. Okay. So then, after you know these two unlikely friends are having their conversation, Rachel kind of just like stops in the middle of like a T intersection. And they can smell eucalyptus coming from one way, and they kind of figure out that it's the entrance to Mount Tam. Yeah. And then Percy's like, guys, Rose, like, Blair. we gotta go. And they're all like, mm, no, we're not going there. And Percy's like, ah, oh, well, I am. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was reading that scene, and literally all three of them were like, Percy, no. And Percy yeah. was like, yes. He does <laughs> not have was like, a there's... sense of self-preservation at all. It's like, but it's three against one. One, you're outvoted and outnumbered. They could have, like, I don't know, tied him up and dragged him away. <laughs> With what, I don't know. But it still would have been like, no, Percy. Grabbed him by the ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then eventually they're like, okay, well, this kid's obviously, yeah, he's obviously going, so let's help him out as much as we can. So Annabeth gives him her cap. Oh my gosh, and his thoughts were like, the last time <laughs> we were separated, I got a kiss. This time... Just the hat. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. much of a send-off. <laughs> I love that before, like, his uh, kind of argument for sending off, or go, you know, for going, is that when Annabeth says, we'll all go, Percy says, no, it's too dangerous. If they get a hold of Nico or Rachel, for that matter, Kronos could use them. You stay here and guard them. And I'm like, Percy, all Annabeth's hearing is that you care more about Nico and Rachel than you do about Literally. Her. That's all out of the because you didn't bother to mention her name to say that, you know, she would be an asset to Cronus' army, especially as someone that Luke influences easily. Yeah. So all she's hearing is, oh, I guess Percy doesn't care if I go. Exactly! And I was like, uh, Percy, no. He was like, what I really wanted to say was, Annabeth, you can't go because I care about you. And I'm like, then say that! She doesn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> because you keep doing this kind of shit where you go, Nico Rachel! <laughs> and she's like, Excuse me. See, and if it was me as Annabeth, I would also be thinking, like, what, does he not trust me around Luke? And, like, yeah. warranted. For good reason, yeah. <laughs> For very good reason, especially what we're about to see happening with <laughs> Luke and Kronos in particular. So, but, well, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> but, like, yeah, if that was me as Annabeth, I'd be like, bitch, you don't care about me? Literally. Fuck you and your girlfriend, bitch! He could have said a way better sentence that, like, included all of them. He could have mm-hmm. been like, they find out they got Nico. I was like, they could use Nico, like, Kronos could use Nico, you know, for the same reason he used me. He can't have Rachel because, you know, she's the easily the lead around the labyrinth that could lead straight to the camp. And you can't go because you can't go! You can't do it! <laughs> Oh, it could have been such a good moment. It could have been so beautiful. They could have had another awkward kiss in front of. They could have. He could have. He could have at least been Aaron marking her territory. Well, it could have at least been like I don't know him like reaching out to hold her hand or something. Yes. Like shake some kind of reassuring squeeze or something. Some kind of human physical touch, being like, "Don't do it." And she can revisit our hug from chapter four. We could. Oh God, it would have been beautiful. Was it chapter four or was it chapter? Seven. Beginning of the book. <laughs> yeah. It was earlier. It wasn't chapter seven. That that's hard. way too early. <laughs> that's way too early. I think it was yeah, the first episode. episode. Four or five. No. No? No, first episode was then at the school. Okay, and then second episode. Man, this has been a long book. <laughs> Man. It's like a good book. <laughs> that feels like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> feels like at least two months. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, Percy takes the cap, 
And yeah. then he goes, <laughs> yeah, sorry. So she also gives him a <laughs> gift and he's like, cool, bye. Yeah. And she's so like, he takes the, the cap. He takes the cap, goes into uh, Cronus' lair. Invisible. Mm-hmm. Striking up the path. He walks in on Telkine's basically unveiling Cronus' new weapon and it's Luke's sword backbiter that's been transformed into... Uh, Cronus' scythe. Yeah. And yep, Percy's yep. like, that thing looks fucking crazy! He looks like, it looks really long, no. He can cut me from even further away. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, what's amazing is that the Tolkien's can't smell Percy. I guess because they're surrounded by enough demigods who have joined Cronus' fight that they... But he's got a different smell. Everyone's yeah. like, he smells like the sea. But so do the Tolkien's. Okay, so he's like, who stinks of sea? You do. <laughs> sea bastard! <laughs> But yeah, one of the Telkines then says something completely terrifying about the scythe and says, we must sanctify it in blood and then you, Half-Blood, shall help present it when the Lord awakes. And you realise like, that Ethan is there. Yeah. And you're like, what, are you going to use Ethan's blood? Literally! Is that statement I was like, whose blood are you using? Yeah. Percy's like quietly terrified. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, I'm about to watch a murder? Jesus. Watch a murder. Yes. <laughs> So then Percy, instead of watching a murder, goes up to the sarcophagus because he's like, oh, I can spot the, that big golden, you know, box the from right here. Goes over to the sarcophagus and just um, sort of pushes the lid off and goes, if I can kill Kronos here and now before it gets any worse, then that's going to be the best thing for us. Yeah. And then he's dun, like, dun, 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 what do we get? And we open the, cr- open the coffin, we get Kronos, but it's not Kronos. It's... Luke! End of chapter. That's not the end of the chapter, is it? No way! Oh, it's just dramatic pause. Okay. Yeah, that's the end of the paragraph. So he's, right, you know, lifted right, his sword right, and he's right. ready to strike. And then when he looks inside, I didn't comprehend what I was seeing. Mortal legs dressed in grey pants, a white t shirt, fold, hands folded over his stomach. One piece of his chest was missing, a clean black hole about the size of a bullet wound, right where his heart should have been. His eyes were closed, his skin was pale. Blonde hair, dot dot dot, and a scar running along the left side of his face. The body in the coffin was Luke's. What? Who saw it coming? Literally everyone. everyone. When Luke didn't die after falling off Atlas's mountain. That's crazy. He should have died. <laughs> so obviously that uh, bullet hole sized hole. <laughs> yeah, the in hole. His chest is you know the last. Pledge of Allegiance that Kronos needs to rise. And I then pledge my allegiance to the flag <laughs> of the United States of America. Yep. And we get good old Ethan coming back. And Ethan at first he's like, no, don't do it. And Ethan's <laughs> like, no, fuck off. <laughs> Literally. And then Ethan, you know, tells us about who his uh, godly parent is. And it's Nemesis. I absolutely love this for him because I really, I really like Nemesis. Yeah. So Tell Nemesis. About Nemesis. Nemesis Joe. Yes. Obviously goddess of revenge. Sorry, to people who weren't aware, Nemesis is the goddess of revenge. Yes. She's the goddess of revenge. She's also the <laughs> goddess of revenge. You couldn't tell from her name. I mean <laughs> Anyway. Well but Nemesis when you're using it in like if you were my nemesis, it means like enemy. Yeah. It doesn't mean revenge. Alright. In that sense. Okay. But you could tell that she's got like a to it. <laughs> <laughs> a sassy side snap. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that explain it all? <laughs> she just has that vibe, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, so 
she just uh, while also being the goddess of revenge she is also the goddess of vengeful fate <coughs> rightful retribution yep. and indignation against or retribution for evil deeds and undeserved good fortune she is the personification joe of resentment aroused in men by those who have committed crimes with impunity against them basically right what yeah. is so basically she's the goddess of me. like if a man becomes like men just men if yeah. they become like overcome with like rage against someone then she's the goddess of that feeling right so yeah. she'll never die <laughs> yeah pretty much she will never as long as there is like <laughs> man, as long as there is a man around <laughs> So is there, is as long as there is man, there is going to be fucking hate in the world. <laughs> I'm fully serious. As long as there's men in the world, there's going to be hatred. These guys are bastards. Oh. Not all of them. So not uh, all men. Yes, okay, I get it. There are some okay ones. But there's a majority. You all suck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she. Uh, is the goddess who maintains... I probably shouldn't be a man-hater. We might just finish that out. She's the goddess who maintains uh, equilibrium in, you know, mortal affairs. So that's why she... When Ethan says later, you know, do you ever wonder where the phrase an eye for an eye comes from? It's mm. she's the so goddess of balance. Equality. So she's you know, needs one scale not to be tipped further than the other scale, yep. which is why the scale is one of her symbols. Yep. And which. Well, did Ethan get it tattooed on his arm? Somebody um, had it tattooed. Or maybe it's when Leo meets her that he yeah, notices that she has a tattoo. Possibly, I don't remember. Anyway. But yeah, so she basically uh, measures happiness and unhappiness in the world. And if one measure is too frequent or too infrequent then she brings about losses and suffering on pretty much, like, everyone. Yeah, she's like, all right, well. She's like, well, if one of you do it wrong, everyone has to suffer. <laughs> she's like, capital punishment, absolutely fucking yes. <laughs> Geneva Convention who? She's like, I think we go fuck. <laughs> yeah. So in Greek myth, she was actually a really big part of uh, matters concerning, like, love because, you know, yes. there, like, there's every act, yeah. I swear to God, every act ever that's been for revenge has been because of some kind of love. Yeah. Some form of it, usually romantic. <laughs> so, uh, one of the reasons, her, her name, before I go into one of the reasons why I really like her, God, she and Aphrodite would be best friends. <laughs> yeah, except she's like the, the angry side of love, whereas Aphrodite, as it's represented in Rick's books, is like the la 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 la, like if you cross me, I'll cut you. Kind of. That's what I mean. So, Whereas, like, Aphrodite would be like, let's cut people together. <laughs> Whereas, you know, Nemesis would be like, let's cut people all the time, always. And Aphrodite's like, mm, but maybe, like, sometimes. They're like, not all of them, just these ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, before I go into one of the reasons why I really like her and why you also really like her, mostly because of her fate with another god, um, I'll give you some etymology of her name itself. So... Her name's actually derived from two Greek words, yep. uh, nemesis and nemo. So, basically means to give what is due, or to dispense what is due, which is why she's the goddess of, like, balance, and she's like, one act deserves another act, or, you know, that kind of thing. And the Romans actually gave her a different name. So they confused, because she's a goddess of matters of love, mostly, 
the Romans actually renamed her something that means jealousy because they uh, honed in on that portion of her. Turning saints into the sea. Yeah. So they honed in on that part of her personality and that part of her jurisdiction and were like, Look, that's going to be Jealousy also <laughs> leads, leads to revenge, let's be real. Yeah. So they uh, sometimes called her... Jealousy such a fun emotion. It is. Oh, that green monster. It's so... Annabeth is feeling it. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's so much fun to see, read about. It's not much fun to feel, but it's still... It keeps things spicy. I mean, you got to have a nice range of emotions. Yeah. Jealousy so, is it's a nice dark one in there, but that's it kind of, it's not too harmful most of the time if you give it a check. Anyway, well, so sometimes the Romans emotion. would call her would call her uh, Adrastea, which means the Ooh. inescapable. I love that. So they were basically alluding to the fact that they also called her uh, Invidia. <laughs> they also called her Invidia and uh, Rivalitis or Rival? R- I don't know. Those both mean like a portion of jealousy, whereas, yeah, Adrastea means the inescapable, like as in jealousy yeah, is cool. inescapable for everyone at some point. And I love that of she course. is basically like, in the Roman view, she's like an embodiment of one of the seven deadly sins. Like, that is so fun for me. That's cool. I love that. Love. She's sick as. Yes. So, she's the daughter of uh, Erebus and Nyx, and then mm-hmm. in some myths, she's actually just the daughter of Nyx herself. So oh. Nyx, like, just, like, four and was like, I don't need a man! Oh, like which Mera. is why. <laughs> which no, is like why. Mera, she was like, fuck men. Yeah. <laughs> makes the... But, do you think that's why the she's fun... the, the horrible yeah. feeling for men? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. funny. But so, <laughs> this Nyx was another... like, you know what, I'm feeling this shit, but I don't want to deal with it, so I'll just make a goddess who can. One of the fun <laughs> things about Nemesis is that she's actually the mother of the Telkines, so the Telkines <laughs> and Ethan in this scene is like a little family reunion. <laughs> Just like missing one. He's like, all right, so brothers. Yeah. yeah, it would be like Percy and Tyson are brothers. Yeah, <laughs> another- Ethan's related. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but another daughter of Nemesis is the reason why I like her character so much. Okay, so Helen of Troy is believed to be a daughter of Nemesis. Oh. Now, the thing is... Helen caused a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, she was like everything. She was like the one who started everything, basically. Yeah. Not really her fault. It was Paris who started everything. Well, is it because... Hang on. I'm just... Re- I'm going to spout theories, and you may okay. be excited because I may have guessed them, or you're just going to go, that would be cool. No. <laughs> but the reason everything started is because she ignited those feelings of revenge and jealousy in Paris and what's-his-face. Menelaus. Menelaus. Yeah, is that why? She didn't ignite feelings of jealousy. She was just so beautiful that Paris was... When, you know, the goddesses would give Paris whatever he wanted for telling them who was most beautiful, when Aphrodite, you know, was like, this is what I'll give you if you say that I'm the most beautiful for catching an apple, Paris was like, okay, well, I'll take your deal because then that means I can have the woman that I want, who I think is most beautiful. So she picked, he picked she... <laughs> He picked Helen, who was Menelaus's wife, and then stole her away, and then Menelaus, you know... Yeah, revenge. Well, not really. Well, it was like, yeah. give her back. Yeah, kind of. He was like, <laughs> you, he's like <laughs> you stole my shit. <laughs> you stole. You stole. I mean, not that Helen's an object, but by the sound of it, she's a bit of a shit stirrer. Yeah. So. But um, Nemesis is very much on the We Hate Zeus train, because Zeus is Helen's father. So, Nemesis... <laughs> 
didn't want to be with Zeus, and he took her unwillingly, obviously. <gasps> Asshole! Yeah, he was so attracted to her that she had to run away. She turned herself into a goose <laughs> to get away from him, but then he decided to turn himself into a swan. And then he raped her, impregnated her, and she laid an egg. As a goose. Yes, as a goose. Then she laid an egg. It's a little bit funny. In that egg was Helen and Helen's twin, Clamnestra. What happened to her? Uh, she's not that important. <laughs> and then, and then, she didn't get the looks. So nobody so gets the fuck. Once the egg or eggs had been laid, Nemesis turned back into her normal self and gave the eggs to a woman named Leda, who other historians believe, like, they believe that Leda was Helen's mother. But I like the idea that they, she's Nemesis' daughter and then handed it off to Leda to raise her. That would mean that she's a goddess, though, because she has two immortal parents. I like that. I don't care. But Helen died. Does it really? Because she, wouldn't it mean that she's part goose swan? <laughs> so, you know. Weird. Does yeah. she quack? <laughs> make, the, make all the other moves go, <laughs> Nemesis is also involved in uh, Narcissa's story. She's the one, and this is why yes. she appears in Heroes of Olympus to Leo this way. Uh, Nemesis is the one who sentenced Narcissus to watching himself in yeah. the end, basically. She, uh, yeah, that's what yeah. I knew her from. She's cool ass. Yeah. So once she you'd seen like, him... fuck you, Narcissus. Yeah, once she'd <laughs> seen him treat his admirers with, like, mm, you're kind of beneath me. Yeah, she was the one who lured him to a pool, and then he fell in love with his own reflection, obviously, because everybody knows the story of Narcissus. Yes. And you don't. Um, yeah, he eventually yeah. withered away and died because he was unable to look away from his own beauty. And right. so that was, Which was Nemesis basically funny. meeting out the hand of balance, saying, well, if you won't accept anyone but yourself, you won't accept anyone but yourself. I would love to know what uh, punishments she dealt out in the field of punishments. Mm. Because I feel like she would have some, some yeah. top-notch Some ones. bangers. Yeah, some absolute top-notch ones, I feel like. She'd be like, life treated you too kindly. The afterlife won't. <laughs> yes. I also love that in the context of this book, within Battle of the Labyrinth, that a child of Nemesis, so a child of balance, is the one who is quite literally the final nail in Cronus' coffin mm. in order to bring him back to life. I like that. That is a really cool yeah. concept. I like that irony that not only is she a minor goddess, and so it's showing that children of the minor goddesses and gods who have a deciding would, role, yeah, yeah, and who would never have been accepted at Camp Half Blood because they couldn't have been. That both that is the tipping point that lets Kronos rise, but also the fact that it's just the irony of a child of Nemesis being like, well, this had to happen happen in order to even out the scales and even out the, you know. What, what word am I looking for? Um, you know, had to eager it out. Yeah. And I just love that irony. And I'm like, I love that this kind of forethought went into this series. Mm-hmm. And this is the stuff that I'm talking about when I say that Heroes of Olympus will never compare. It will never compare no. because it's just not as well thought out as this series. With moments like this, when you dissect it page by page, and you're like, the like, this is not just a coincidence thing that happened. No. Rick very much was like, this needs to be the deciding thing. It has to be. I mean, well, then also, what's the symbolism when he dies in the next book? Spoiler. <laughs> oh my god, Joe! No one's read that part. <laughs> we skip over that page. Oh, it doesn't matter what that is, for now. Like, okay. but this just, in this moment, is like, I feel like so 
present and so it makes you feel complete you know those satisfying videos where you see somebody like restock a cupboard and you're like oh, and like perfectly fit everything yeah. into place yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this is this is what the feeling Kate gets where she reads oh, good plan, well planned out series yes literally if you have a well planned out series I'm like fuck oh my god the planning <laughs> I'm like how many years did you think about this how many drafts did you go back through and change one word just to make everything make so much sense and make everything so poignant I love it so much <laughs> I'm getting a bit heated, but that's fine. No, I love it. I also... So, Ethan pledges his allegiance. Before Pledge Percy allegiance Ken. to the flag. Yeah, I cannot. It's Percy just Ken. all that comes to my you head know, when somebody Behead Kronos slash Luke. And then Kronos oh. rises, and Percy goes, <laughs> You've got weird, creepy eyes, and I also so don't they're like They're no you. longer blue. They're golden. Yeah, but like fully golden. Not just like the pupil or like the, oh. you know, the iris. Yeah, his, his eyes are like fully gold. How do you know when he's looking at you? I feel like you would just feel that. You know how you could feel someone looking at you from like, yeah. your head's not turned? Yeah, like, like a tingle and you're like, yeah. yeah. So like it's the same kind of vibe. Yeah. I think you would just like, no. Yeah. But yeah. So that's really creepy. But then, Cronus, his voice is like half underlaid under, I suppose the Ethan's voice? <laughs> under like an echo voice. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But, it, it, but like kind of an echo, but also kind of like a shadow rather than we'll an go echo. With a shadow, that's a yeah. term. And I'm like, oh creepy but also like if you I can just, edit that right in the tv show that will seem fantastic but i, I love i just the line note. yes sorry no go ahead say your line well i love the line when chronos turns on percy to like speak to him and he says luke feared you yeah like, the power that percy has to have for a 22 year old to fear a 14 year old yes. is fantastic <laughs> yeah i love it so much I just love, I put a little tag here because I thought it was so funny. Okay, so it just goes because it's, um, it's Luke, to, it's, it's Kronos talking to Percy yes. about, um, you know, all the steps that he had to go through for this. And it's just, he just says the statement, um, then he looked at me and smiled, a recognition, a rec- recognition crept into his mouth. This body has been well prepared. His voice, <laughs> his voice was like a razor blade burning over my skin. It was Luke's, but not Luke's. Underneath that voice was another, more horrible sound—an ancient, cold one of metal scraping against rock. Don't you think so, Percy? I'm sorry, but the, this body has been well prepared. Don't you think so, Percy? <laughs> I was like, is Kronos asking if Percy thinks Luke is hot? Babe, do you like the outfit today? <laughs> But babe, you you tell me like you tell me if I looked hot in this, right? <laughs> I was just like, I just like so trying funny. on Luke like he's a new pair of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. No, but I just thought it was so funny because he was like, <laughs> even Cronus was like, so you want to fuck Luke? Like, well, because Cronus is in Luke's head, he has all his memories and all his thoughts. <laughs> so like, oh, yeah, he's like, if Luke he's had like, reciprocating he's about Percy. <laughs> Notice like Percy gushing. Over Maybe Kronos is mistaking fear for attraction. Yeah, <laughs> or attraction for fear, I should say. I just thought it was. Oh my weird. god, Percy! When he blew up the toilet, you like he made my heart race. That is so inappropriate. <laughs> it was an out. Oh, I fucking hate this series, and I love it so much. No, but it's just <laughs> legit. That's what I was thinking though. I read that. I was like, is Kronos asking if Percy thinks Luke is hot? Is that what he's? He was like this, but like the way I read it was so suggestive. <laughs> like, was like this, but you see the little smirk on his face, like. Mm? Well, what he said, he literally said he was like he crept it, like 
smile was creepy across his like mouth. <laughs> so I was like, so it's like a suggestive, really creepy question. So it's like, this body's been well prepared. <laughs> Don't you think so, Percy? <laughs> He's like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Percy's like, I can't, I can't lie. I mean, like, <laughs> a special cow. I mean, oh. Oh my god, I love, I love, I love, I love. <laughs> so then, you know, <laughs> so fucking funny though. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Percy turns to run after Kronos says that while Luke feared Percy, Kronos does not. So Percy's like, fuck, this is not a fight I'm going to win today. So he turns to run, but then Kronos uses his scythe to make time slow down. And I yeah. love it that Percy, because we've just, okay, we, at this point of recording, <laughs> the first episode of Loki is out. Yes. And all I could think when Percy's trying to do his, like, <laughs> run in slow motion yeah. while Kronos is moving at normal speed is when that guard punches Loki. Yeah. And his face is like, like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and the guard's like, you know, this is pretty normal. <laughs> Made you move at one six times speed or whatever it was. That would have been super fast. It would have been zero point. Yeah, point. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My brain went 1.65 skill. Like, that's super fucking quick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, knocked him out. But, yeah, so that's all I was thinking in that point. And then we get an absolutely iconic moment as Percy's running away. The gang appears. And yeah, Rachel smacks the Lord of Time in the face with a blue plastic hairbrush. The eye. Yes. And then you just hear him go, not very heroically or scarily, just go, ow. <laughs> <laughs> my vision, of, my like imagination of it is, so I always view this as a, like I'm watching a TV show. What I want is like the crescendoing music, like rising up to be like, you know, scary and whatever. Yeah. As Cronus is like, Cronus slash Luke is like yeah, stalking, drawing forward. Literally going up to a cannot get away. Yeah. And then all you see out of, like, come in from the side of frame is just knock him in the face and you go, ow! <laughs> That's what my brain, and, like, yeah. the music just, like, stop in. <laughs> just be, like, yeah. deafening. Like, you know, like, all the special ow. filters and uh, filters and angling yes. and all the music dramaticness is just, like, yeah, brought to a halting stop. I, yeah. As he goes, not, like, not nearly as terrifying or intimidating. Ow! And hurt! Charlie! <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that is um, that is what I what I imagined in that moment, yeah. and then it gives them a momentary reprieve, and Percy is free to run, obviously. Yeah. And then as Cronus is coming after them again, Nico basically shows his hand and is like, "Oh, Obsidian Wall for you, Obsidian, Obsidian Wall for you." And then Percy's like, "Oh, fuck, they know who you are." Percy's like, "I mean, thanks, but yeah, dickhead." <laughs> and that's um, yeah, pretty much where the chapter ends, which is awesome. And chapter 17, I mean, we leave off straight. We like oh, we pick up straight so and we leave off. So, chapter 17, The Lost God Speaks. Percy, Annabeth, Rachel, and Nico finally meet up with Grover and Tyson again. Thank like, God. oh my God. Only to then find the final wild sanctuary belonging to Pan and the cast of Ice Age. <laughs> Legit the cast of Ice Age. It was, it was all I could think of when that was when that they were like, going on. I loved it though when uh, not many people would recognize this, but one of the animals that are in with Pan is yeah. a Tasmanian tiger. Isn't it a wolf tiger? Well, they, he was said it was some kind of dog tiger hybrid, and I was oh, like, Oh, is that what it's supposed to be? Well, well, I'm assuming that's what it's supposed to be cool. because Tasmanian tigers are extinct. And <laughs> they say they are. Yeah, they say they are. Anyway, Look, there are, there are like. 
people who Conspiracy come out every theories, year. Uh, people come out every year and like go, big, oh my god, I saw one and I have a photo. And it's like, no, you just painted stripes on your dog. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, you know, um, Bigfoot followers. Like, Bigfoot's real! Except that the Tasmanian Tiger was real. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, not really been proven that Bigfoot's real. Bigfoot's extinct, Kate. <laughs> sure he is. Anyway. You sound like Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so for people who don't know, the tes- Sorry, that mental image of you being Marshall just fucking makes me cackle. Thank you. You are oh. so welcome. <laughs> anyway, yeah, for people who aren't Australian and don't know, the Tassie Tiger was, um, it, it would, became extinct in the 90s. It's like a dingo crossed with a tiger, basically. Yeah, but like the size of a dingo. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it, it was basically a tiger strapped dog. <laughs> and it was, it lived in Tasmania. And they were hunted down for sport, which was really sad. Mm. And then they, like, the last known were the last... They really weren't that many to begin with. No, they they only existed in Tasmania, which is a tiny, tiny state in Australia. It's, like, tiny. You could cross it in three hours. It's like a pinky nail. It's not... It's it's ridiculously small. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's often left off Australian maps because because nobody cares about about that. shit. Anyway, mm, yeah. It's not a real country. And so country they, were, they, were, they were basically already endangered because they lived in this, so they were only <laughs> on such a small yeah. island. Yeah, and then people were like, oh, endangered species, let's hunt them down because that's the smart thing to do. Mm. And then they hunted them to extinction. And the last the last living ones were ones that were held in captivity and they were hoping to breed them, but they died in captivity. Because they're, like, notoriously hard to breed. Yeah. They're, like, they're such really picky. picky. They're really picky they're really, about their They're real divas. Life. Partner? They're real divas. Yeah, they're like, just, um, no, I don't like her. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to impregnate her. Yeah, it was like, yeah. So it, it, They tried to crossbreed them for a while, I think. Yeah, and it didn't work. You no, know, we did not. Because they're picky. They're <laughs> picky breeders. <laughs> they were like, no, I'd rather stay. <laughs> no. Ron, no. No. <laughs> He's going sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance to bring up that TikTok and I'm like, damn. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, when I was reading that, I was like, he doesn't actually mention the name of them, but I am certain that he is talking about the Tazzy Tiger. Sick. Yeah. I mean, well, let's get back into Annabeth's existential crisis. Before oh, we sorry, get into that. yes, we haven't even got so, to Japan yet. Yeah, we start off this chapter with Annabeth basically crying. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, fuck you up, you know. this is what happened. <laughs> well, she's like trying to see some part of Luke still that's salvageable, and everyone's like, he is now Kronos, shut the fuck up. And, and she's, she's like, like, no, <laughs> I can still save him. She's like, love is pure. <laughs> She's got that hero complex that you do about bad boys or broken boys. Do you think you can save them? Uh, I don't think I can save them. I just like the idea. <laughs> I know that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely don't think I can. They're going to give me a lot of trouble, but I think it'll be a fun story. <laughs> fun and traumatic, you mean? <laughs> Sorry, it just reminds me of Superstore. Oh, this isn't going to be good. No, this is going to be a train wreck. That's going to make a great story. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is going to be bad. It's not going to be good. But we'll make a great story one day. <laughs> yeah, but not tonight. No, no not, not tonight. tonight. <laughs> yes, queen. You need to start filtering yes, queen into more of my daily Because I think it's time. I think it's time. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Dana. She is... Queen. A queen! Yas queen! Yas queen. 
Anyway, maybe what an absolute role model. <laughs> Damn straight. Anyway, <laughs> but, but yeah. So yeah, Adam having a meltdown. Percy basically tells her to shut up, and then Adam tells everyone to shut up, and then Rachel's like, mm, "This girl's fucking crazy," and she's like, "Excuse you, bitch," <laughs> and then goes back to crying. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, and in this scene, when they're all in the tunnel after they've finally stopped running and they take a break, Percy's being a boyfriend, an emotional support, yes. p- p- pin cushion, punching bag for all three of them. Yes. He's like, he's like really concerned for Nico and going in like being like, you're not safe anymore. I have to protect you because you showed who you really are and now Kronos is going to be after you because you're a son of Hades, but I'll be here to protect you. And Nico's <laughs> like, okay, and then he's like, okay. Moving on. Rachel, your turn. <laughs> that was really brave. I'm so proud of you, Rachel. Wow, you really surprised me. You're so brave and so strong. You hit him in the face. I'm so I'm I admire your courage. You hit him in the face with a to- with a toothbrush? With a hairbrush. God, Rachel. It was respect. It's like love. And she's mm. like <laughs> trying to be embarrassed about it. She's like, I really didn't do anything. Yeah, so she's like, like, shut up, yes you did. Yeah, he's you like, saved me. He's like, you're amazing. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> Joey, if you want to leave, just leave. <laughs> she does the, you know, the, oh, I, you can't see me guys, but I'm, so I'm just going to tell you what I'm doing. But the, <laughs> the, the, Rachel does the, no, sorry, what's, what's her name? The Jessie from Jessie. Debbie Ryan. Debbie Ryan. The Debbie Ryan tuck of yeah, the hair behind the The Debbie ear. Ryan hair tuck when, yeah. <laughs> when, she, when she's being complimented by Percy. And then he's like, alright, save the most difficult one for last. <laughs> she's like, Annabeth, babe, I love you. <laughs> babe, he's, we've got bigger things to worry about because I just found Grover's cat. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Annabeth, babe, he's going to go kill our camp. Pick yourself up. You've got other friends to worry about. (laughs) Yeah, she'd be like, um, you've got your quest. (laughs) I was like, why am I dusting you off on your quest? You're supposed to be leading this shit. Love you. Let's keep going. Yeah. But also, if we think about this in terms of... He says it nicely. What Annabeth is thinking, she thought she lost Percy on her quest. Yeah. She still thinks she's lost Tyson and Grover on her quest. And now she's lost Luke. She never had last, but alright. I mean, she thought she did. Because she's an idiot. Like, her whole life is kind of falling apart right now. Yeah! She's kind of like... Talia's gone. Her tether to, like, her childhood and the only, like, insane part of... Because she doesn't really talk to her dad. And she's like, she every time she goes back, she's not part of her family anymore. Well, she's like, it's too strained. We're never really going to be close. Like, it's just not working because he never wanted me in the first place. Yeah. So she's like, oh my god. And so now her, like, yeah, her only connection to that traumatic part of her past before getting to Camp Half-Blood, he's kind of gone now too. Yeah. And she's like, I'm the only one left, echoing the feeling that she thought when Percy died and she yeah. had to go back to camp and tell him that he died. Yeah, she was like, like, I'm the only one having to try and shoulder all of this pain and trauma, this poor 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Oh, God. You gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy task. <laughs> but I have succeeded. Anyway, yeah. Oh, and see, and then they see that glimmering hope, which is finding the cab. That's not hope. Rover. I think he's died. Rover, sorry. <laughs> no, they well, do that, like terror sorry. in that moment. No, I shouldn't say hope. I should they say that tether. 
they see that and they're like, oh my god. And then, they, well, they they feel terror when they see the cat, but then they see the footprints and then it's like, oh my gosh, there's that tether, let's pull on it. And they follow the... And see, Rachel and Nico are like, why are we detouring? No, yeah, they're like, what about the cat? And, then and they're like, like, this is more important. He's <laughs> like, best friends for life. This <laughs> <laughs> is Percy's uh, supposed fatal flaw coming in. <laughs> But when really it's like Annabeth who's pushing it the most. <laughs> She's like, that's my life! Annabeth's like, we have to find them, they're our friends! <laughs> so she picks up Grover's cap and then they literally run after the footprints and then they end up finding Tyson cradling Grover, who seems dead. Yeah, he's, he's like arms. limp in his arms. But yeah. li- and he literally says limp in his arms and yeah. shivering. And I was like, Oh, he's been poisoned. Yeah. They call out to Tyson, and Tyson's there like, I don't know, he just like collapsed, guys, like, we need help. And then Percy's like, oh, yeah, I remember when this happened last <laughs> Percy's like, oh, no, he's fine. <laughs> he's a little bit dramatic, but like, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then... <laughs> Honestly, though, like, Grover, this is your job. Wake up. Jesus. When, uh... To think, if he tried to do this on his own, Grover would make it. He would collapse and... No, he would have just, like, stayed asleep there forever. (laughs) The same way that he would have in New Mexico. (laughs) In Tyson. Yeah. Okay, so when Percy makes um, introductions between Tyson and Grover to the rest of the group... Oh, so good. Tyson tells Rachel that she's pretty. And literally, Adam is like... Oh fucking yeah! <laughs> She's like, excuse me. She was like, if she could breathe fire, she would have. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> I love so much. But just to think, I just literally thought I was like, because there was a time when Annabeth was creeped out and disgusted when Tyson called her pretty, and yes. now it's like Tyson calls anybody else pretty, and Annabeth's like, how dare you? I'm the pretty one. <laughs> And then Grover eventually wakes up and then yeah, eventually, he, bitch, get up. Yeah. <laughs> but only because Adam splashes him in the face with water. He's like, wake up. We've got shit to do. <laughs> Die, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was a bit stone cold bitchy of you to be like, wake up! I mean, she was also like, we have to go save the kid, so like, hurry the fuck up! You already detoured my quest one. I was gonna say, this is my quest! Like, good to see you, love you, get up! Get out of bed! They're sleeping on the job. So after Grover wakes up and the door to the cabin opens, uh, they walk into a place. Basically teeming with wildlife, and uh, Pan is lying there on a bed of like flowers, kind of. He's um a little bit Snow White-ish in this moment. Yeah, they were like they were like he had white hair, white beard. His even his shaggy legs had some white on them as well. So it was like, what was he dipped in frosting? Yeah, yeah. So and all around him, animals lounged around animals that shouldn't have been alive so percy notes a dodo bird something that looked like a cross between a wolf and a tiger a huge rodent like the mother of all guinea pigs and roaming behind them was a woolly mammoth so uh dodo bird and woolly mammoth ice age <laughs> and also like if you like think of the tiger as like a saber-toothed tiger well yeah ice age because ice age you'd be like uh so does that mean the rodent is seared no it's scratch it's a scratch it might be. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so all I'm missing is Sid. Does that mean the pen is Sid? <laughs> <laughs> they do this every year. <laughs> what? Doesn't anybody love me? Doesn't anybody care about Sid? 
the dice age. Um, who pan is sick. This Oh, so good. This is working fantastic. Uh, yeah, um... But to think, this guy talks about, he was like, I tried to die 2,000 years ago. I'd be like, dude, why? It was still wild 2,000 years ago. <laughs> we are really not. What are you doing? Yeah, definitely not. But, um, yeah, he basically, Pam basically says to Grover, what took you so long? And Grover's like, I'm sorry, I got lost. <laughs> He's Which like, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. He was like, I was like, I got lost, and these bitches distracted me. Let <laughs> me do another stuff. And I got a lady back home, she needs me. <laughs> so as uh, Pan and Grover are talking about how you know this is the last of the wild places and how can you be alive and all of that, all Percy can focus on is the fact that Dee Dee the Dodo is yeah. it's a small world <laughs> because he's got ADHD and he literally cannot concentrate. So he's like he's like trying to listen. It's a small world. The world is a small world. <laughs> and he's like, what is who's singing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's from Friends. Yes, so then Pan tells Grover that 2,000 years ago when Lysus the Seder came to find Pan, Pan told Lysus to tell... Is he a Seder or a, a sailor? A Seder. Are you sure? I thought they yes. said sailor. He sailed into the harbour. Yeah, but he was a Seder. Alright. So, Lysus the Seder was the last person to see... Person? <laughs> the last one to see Pan, and he was tasked with telling everyone that the great... Lord Pan is dead, which he did. But then everyone That's thought it was I think they're crazy. calling Lord Pan, not God Pan. Well, they also call him Lord Zeus and Lord Poseidon and Lord Hades. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Not Ares. He doesn't get the Lord title. No, Ares can. Dick. Ares can shove up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, then nobody believed Lysus, especially the se- the rest of the series. They were like, "You're a fucking idiot." And so they've been the ones who've basically been holding Pen back from a peaceful death for two years. Which means like, just let me go. <laughs> Pen's like, I just can't fucking sleep. <laughs> you guys fucking, every time you think of me, my, <laughs> my like form reappears a little bit. And he was like, and Grover, you're doing it the most. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. <laughs> but here, take some gifts so that you don't feel like you've wasted my <laughs> existence. But he literally says that he was like, Grover, you've believed in me the most out of any satyr ever for the last, like, 300 years. Like, yes. you've been the most adamant, and I just fuck it's off. very true, because he's been quite annoying about it for the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I just thought it was, just thought it was like, Grover, he's your mentor. <laughs> he was like, you're doing everything to save him, and all he wants to do is tell you to fuck off. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> but I came all this way for you. Mm. I don't care. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> like, legit. Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> He's like, I'm just thinking of, like, Pan, like, on a Saturday. <laughs> it's like having, like, an annoying itch. And it's, like, <laughs> yeah. grow up. And you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. So then Pan basically tells all of everyone who's in the room. So Nico, Percy, Annabeth, Rachel, Tyson, and Grover. Basically tells them all that um, you guys are the only important people now, and it's not just Grover's job to go and tell people, you know, to say well. Like, because otherwise he'll be labelled crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, this is kind of you a, all need to be labelled crazy collectively. Yeah, um, but so group mark from memory. After this book, they all kind of, apart from maybe Rachel, they all kind of give up on this pledge that they make to. Yeah, yeah. it's really depressing. and it's really just Grover who's like really going at it. Um, well, uh, Percy does have a life. <laughs> I mean, arguably so does Grover. He has a girlfriend. Grover's life is to preserve the wild. Whereas Percy's like, I gotta pay taxes. I gotta do all this shit. I'm putting on other fucking quests. 
He's like, I got an education. Somebody's gonna make her all this shit. He'd be like, I got an education to go and do. My mother is having a baby, which happens to be my half sister now. Yeah, or full sister. <laughs> Grover's still kind of in uh, denial about all of this happening, and then Didi starts singing Kumbaya. <laughs> Which, what does that sound like? Kumbaya. <laughs> is that what she's saying? Yeah. I, see, I thought that. I was like, surely that's not it. And, uh, yeah, so when... And I just love her pants stops and he's like, Diddy, are you singing Kumbaya? And she's like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> what? Do I just talk about Literally, that's the vibe. It's like, so... No. Yeah, as Pan's trying to explain to Grover how he's been holding on to life... And Grover's just not accepting it. It's good that Nico is there because Nico's like, yeah, he kind of already has faded. Um, this is more like a memory of him. Be like, this isn't the real man. Yeah. He can't help you. And I think it, it just makes a very succinct way, Rick makes a very succinct way of summing up how gods can fade. Yeah. Because it's not for lack of people believing in him. Because obviously all the satyrs have kept him alive this long because they all believed in him in Pan enough to keep him alive but that's it takes more than that like his whole reason for existing is just no longer there yeah and so he was like the limited spaces that are still wild are so shattered and small that I they don't support my life like they cannot create a life force for me anymore yeah but there's also no reason I think to not believe that Pan could come back if that's what I mean when they recreate the wild yeah because I mean we've seen with Kronos he's made you know monsters who have been forgotten for time he's been able to yeah Yeah, he's been able to it's like terribly in a terrible way yeah it's like a real bomb been able to bring back but a whole bunch of people who time forgot if we're going on the key of balance then yes Mm. um it should be possible that if enough wild spaces are created Pan could come back to rule them which is Grover's whole shtick in the rest of his character arc for both Heroes and All of Us because we did not hear from him at all, which is a crying shame. Oh, and then ridiculous. Also we hear from him. Well, Heroes of Olympus, we get like maybe a sentence. Yeah, he goes <laughs> crying shame. <laughs> it's I think it's in Mark of Athena or it's in House of Hades, one of the two. And it, yeah, literally, I think it's House of Hades. Yeah, House of Hades. Anyway, and yeah, it's literally like him and Rachel go and meet Rhea. <laughs> And they're like, Raina, not Ray. <laughs> they go and meet Ray, Raina, and yeah. uh, that's it. <laughs> he, which, he's back in Charles of Apollo, and uh, he's doing some good work in Charles of Apollo, which is actually nice to see for once, uh, that he's actually, that Rick didn't forget that he was a character who he had made. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he does so that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, so, yeah, then Pan basically tells them all to do their part, which is, I think, uh, even Rick at this point is just basically saying to the reader, everybody has to do their part for climate change. Everybody basically pushing that, which is, you know, not a bad thing. No, but it's a great thing. It would take the reality is of it that every person can do their part, but it is only a tiny fraction of what could affect climate change's effects on the world. Then giant companies could affect it. You know what I mean? Like, I think I from memory or from like distant memory I remember seeing something about the effects of like you know not using plastic straws or plastic cutlery anymore or you know know, using reusable items instead of plastic items yeah. yeah and it's like even if every single person in the world was to adopt these strategies into their everyday life it still would affect less than 0.5% 0.5% of, or some stupidly small percentage of 
the world's effect on climate change. change. Because the people who can make the biggest difference are the ones who are in, like, big, big companies. And they don't want to do that. Your oil companies and your, you know, your electricity, not electricity, but, like, your... Fishing companies? Oh, my God. Guys, (laughs) watch watch Seaspiracy, my God. But But I don't even care if it's through a biased lens. There has to be at least a portion of truth in there. It's like, yeah, it's just proving the point. It's all well and good to tell everybody to do their part, but it's... It pales in comparison to the companies that could make a gigantic difference if they changed one thing. Mm. It's a real bummer. Yeah, it is a real bummer. And um, that's kind of the note that we're leaving this chapter on, because the bummer is that the last sentence is, we should go now and tell them the great god Pan is dead. Well, I just wanted to um, read Pan's little speech. Yes, please do. Because it gave me goosebumps. Like, for real. I was sitting here reading it, and it gave me goosebumps. I love that for you. So it's... Um, Nico nodded slowly. He's dying. He should have died long ago. This this is more like a memory. But gods can't die, Grimm said. They can fade, Penn said. When everything they stood for is gone, when they cease to have power and their sacred places disappear, the wild, my dear Grover, is so small now, so shattered, that no good can save it. Sorry, that no god can save it. My realm is gone. That is why I need you to carry a message. You must go back to the council. You must tell the satyrs and the, and the dryads and the other spirits of nature that their great god Pan is dead. Tell them that my path. Tell them of my passing, because they must stop waiting for me to save them. I cannot. The only salvation you must make for your, the only uh, the only salvation you must make for yourself. Each of you must. And he gets distracted. Hang on. <laughs> He's also got ADHD. <laughs> yeah. So, each of you must take up my calling. And it mm-hmm. was just... I just reading that, I was like, oh my god. Grover goes fairly quickly into a stage of acceptance, though. Like, he, yeah. watching him fade, Percy notes that Grover suddenly looks years older, you know, in that moment. He's lost his boyish charm. Yeah. In that grave moment that he picks himself up and he goes, you know, we have to go. We have to tell everyone that he's dead. And then that's basically where the chapter ends. On that what? really ominous note. What a hangout. I know. And, and it's really fun because then I didn't... Okay, this is the reason I didn't want to include the next chapter in this <coughs> episode is because the next was chapter... was like dramatic ending. Yes. And also the next chapter is very action heavy because it is, spoiler, a battle. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my god. It's not going to take long, but I think it's a, a good place to start an episode rather than finish an episode, whereas this is yes. a good place to finish an episode. This is so. a dramatic ending. And it's yeah. Nice. That is... Um, also, this has been information heavy, so... Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. I think we filled up enough time. Yeah, Joe favourite part of this chapter? Or this episode, I should say? Um, Kronos asking if Percy thought Luke is hot. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Honestly. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you were, so you were watching TV. Did you hear me laughing at something? Yeah. I was actually laughing at the book, <laughs> not the TV. I was full of laughing at that out loud, because I was like... <laughs> I thought you were so laughing at the show I was watching. Yeah. No, God, it was funny. <laughs> Wow, How pretty you think, God, so good. I'm sure Rick didn't mean to do that, but that's just how it came out. <laughs> I was like, that's how you interpreted that. That line. is how I interpreted. God, that's fucking funny. Amazing. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much where this chapter's going to leave off. Next chapter, we're covering chapter next episode. Next I should episode, say yeah. we are covering chapters 18 to 20 of the Battle of Labyrinth. So final three chapters. Uh, it's it's not the final episode of this season because we do have some we've got some extras yeah we do have some extras to go into after that wait what are the extras 
The Demigod Files. Oh, yes. Okay, we've got some extras. Yes, we're going into the Demigod Files after Battle of Blairwood because that is where they take place, apparently, in the canon timeline. So Joe's never read the Demigod Files. Yes, I have, and I'm ready to blow your mind, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> so, yes, we're doing that over a few episodes because, you know, yeah, I want to a lot of files. go into some length about... <laughs> the little stories there, which is going to be really fun. Which are really important to the series. <laughs> yeah. And Rick is like... He, he, he didn't tell anyone that. No, he didn't. He was just sort of like, yeah. Men- he was like, I'm just going to mention this. Yes. Like, I'm going to have a brief reference in the main series to this little side book I put out, but I'm yeah. not going to tell people mm-hmm. where this reference came from. Oh, yeah. You have to find out yourself, and it's like, Rick, you bitch. <laughs> Marketing scheme, yeah. <laughs> Be like, dude, you should reference that it's in the files. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, look forward to that in the next few weeks, guys. That is going to be so, so much back for the book. <laughs> Probably not. It's so not. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at DanSnackBarPod, and if you want to send us an iris message in the form of email, you can email us at DanSnackBarPod at Outlook dot com. Uh, if you want to follow our personal social media they're all down in the description below and joe do you have anything else to say for this episode don't i'm all good well sick we will see you guys next week he's literally plugging every other book except (laughs) for the just flicking through the back of the book to see if it's got the demigod files he's like advertising every other book except for the demigod files and diaries (laughs) it's like break you idiot anyway (laughs) see you next week bye bye